listening to the ESPN New York Tonight podcast with Larry Hardesty on 98.7 ESPN. This is ESPN New York Tonight. Here's Larry Hardesty. Oh, yeah, we're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about little baseball. We're going to talk about Beltran. We'll get it started next on ESPN New York Tonight. We're 1-800-919-3776. That is the number to join our conversation on this Wednesday night. Along with Giselle and Joel, we're here till midnight. Then it's Freddie Fitzsimmons on 9870 ESPN. Man, it was good to see Chris Carlin. I haven't seen Chris Carlin in a while. And so it was good to see him. And, uh, you know, it's good to be taking the handoff from him. Nighttime now. So uh, we'll continue to get the conversation rolling. Look. Rich Catino will join us in about oh, 13 minutes or so. Give us the latest on what's going on with the Mets and Carlos Beltran, as I love to say. And uh, we'll see what happens. I am intrigued. And I was riveted in the car coming in, listening to Carlin and Bobby Valentine. Now, I had the chance to cover the Mets while Bobby Valentine was the manager. And Bobby Valentine is known, was known around baseball as one of the cerebral guys. So when he said to you, through Carlin, what was going on as far as signs and stealing and stuff like that, you're listening to the best. (laughs) Okay, he knows. And I think the point that he brought up is interesting because I think where baseball has to go now is to figure out what is accessible, what is what is legal, okay, Where's the parameter? What's the, what's the, what's the hard line between gamesmanship or translate? If you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. Or so between gamesmanship and no, you just can't do that. That's not right. Because think about it. Everybody's looking for an edge in whatever sport, whatever it is. Everybody's looking for an edge. Everybody's looking for a, a, a way to get competitive and find a way to beat that next person. So baseball has decided now that here's where it ends. None of this real time stuff you can do. That's what, that's basically what the commissioner of baseball said. He said it in 2017 and he said it in 2018. So for the fact that these folks continue to do it, that's why they're in, they're in the position they are today. And as I said last night, here's the scary thing for me. I like Carlos Beltran. Covered him, like him. Wanted him to be manager for the Mets. As a Mets fan and as a broadcaster, I wanted him because of his baseball knowledge and because of the way baseball is going now with players who have recently left the game to still have relationship with players who are still in the game to make it feel like you're not out of touch with the game. So the logic said, Carlos Beltran, absolutely. No brainer for me. I thought for sure he would be the perfect person. But once again, for me, there were four people named by baseball. And the reason why they were named is because they were prominent. They didn't just pick any names. They were prominent. We'll talk about the players in a second. He's one of those names. He's one of the four names that were mentioned. 
Okay? And three of the four don't have jobs. It's a tough spot for the Mets, but I don't see how they can continue to keep him as the Met manager right now. I don't see it. And for us to be naive, to think, well, you know, when the season starts, nobody's going to talk about it. Stop. Come on. You know better. Of course it's going to be talked about. And it's unfortunate, but if he stays around, it's it's a scenario where there's going to be questions about everything. If they beat a team, it's going to be, well, huh, I wonder if they got the signs. I wonder if they knew what was coming. I wonder. There is nothing worse for a commissioner of any sport. There is nothing worse than having the integrity of your sport questioned. And that's where baseball is right now. The whole integrity of the sport is questioned. You don't, fans are just, we don't know what's going on. We don't know whether we would have won. If you're a Yankee fan or or a Dodger fan, you don't know what could have happened. Just think about this. 2017, ALCS. The Yankees were losing by, the Yankees were losing by a run or two in Houston. And when, and when Houston came here, they had no answer for the Yankees. None. Why? Because baseball is one of the, there's not a whole lot of home field advantage in baseball. It's not like basketball. It's not even like football. It's almost neutral. It's almost neutral. Unless you're talking about, well, the, you know, the shape of the stadium. Maybe the Yankees have, you know, an advantage because it's the short ports. But guess what? If you got a left-handed bat, power bat in your lineup, you can hit the same right field ports that the Yankees do. So for me, baseball probably has the least amount of home field advantage. The least. Unless there's some quirky things about your stadium. And what the Astros were able to do in Houston was phenomenal. They were dominant, and yes, they had they had Verlander was a is a fabulous pitcher, but offensively, and just think about this: what what was the one? This was a two one loss, Tanaka two one, and you knew what was coming. It's pretty good. <laughs> it's pretty good. Bobby Valentine on Carlin. Chris asked him, "Should the Mets fire Carlos Beltran?" Well, there has to be this, the, the discussion, and there has has to be the uh, confidence uh, within the organization that he's the right guy, regardless of what he did in the past, moving forward, because it's, it's just not going to go away. So they're going to have to fight this battle with him for, for a while, and, and I don't think they really – have the appetite to do that. Um, but whether or not he should be, gosh darn, that's that's tough for me. He was a player at the time. He wasn't even the one benefiting from the home runs, if they were benefiting from home runs. Uh, I, I, I don't think that he should be uh, penalized. Carlin, talking to Bobby Valentine, is everyone just looking for an excuse, a scapegoat? What's going on here? Well, uh, yeah, I think that's not at that time. I think that's been old times. And, you know, as I said, um, you know, a telescope in 51 to a uh, garbage can in uh, 
2017. That's almost 70 years that this stuff has been going on. So um, how do you how do you you know draw the line? I guess now the line's drawn. So um, you know, shame on anybody who tries to do it uh, going forward. And and by the way, in, in when I was with the Mets and I was doing trying to do it, there was no edict that. Um, uh, I don't. I don't think. No, there wasn't. Not until 2017, at least from a technology standpoint. But you I, weren't. I, I don't think. Yeah. <laughs> but I, think, I don't. Well, Bobby, I don't, I don't read all the memos. <laughs> hit delete on some emails, did you? Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> Smart. That way, you don't know what you don't know. <laughs> Bobby Valentine, always entertaining. One eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. When we return. Rich Catino joins us. We'll get started and see what's the latest with Carlos Beltran. And if he does go, who sits in the seat? ESPN New York tonight. Here's Larry Hardesty. That I have nothing in this place for me. I watched it all in my head. Perfect sense. They'll take me from my bed. Leave everything that is worth a single cent. And just take me instead. It's ESPN New York tonight on 9870 ESPN, 1-800-919-3776. Getting your thoughts from the Mets fans. Who do you want? Should Beltran stay or go? And if he goes, who do you want to replace him with? And so far, the folks who have said that they don't want him seem to want veteran managers. Don't seem to want the young men. Don't seem to want to go the way the league is trending now, which is the player that's been out of the game maybe two, three years, who still is connected, who still has their eye, who still has that pulse on analytics. That's, that's where baseball is going right now. I'll get to the calls in a second. That, that's where baseball is trending. But see, for me, in watching it and watching the past couple of seasons, the past analytical seasons, I'm telling you, folks, you got to change. There's got to be adjustments. Because the stuff that works in the regular season doesn't necessarily work in the postseason. I'm just saying, when you're standing up there against Garrett Cole and Justin Verlander or, you know, some of the elite pitchers in Major League Baseball, you can't stand up there thinking long ball. You better stand up there thinking we got to get some people on base and get a little conga line going. Because this one, this one, let's go for the big hit. Not necessarily, not off the great pitchers. Can't do it. You sit back waiting for a big inning over and over and over again. It's not happening. The talent is too, is much better. So hopefully the analytics, which they should because numbers, will tell you, hey, guess what? That's regular season. That's regular season with some teams who have lousy pitching staffs thrown in. That's regular season when you face the fourth and fifth starter, who you're not facing in the postseason. You don't get to see the fourth and fifth starter. And now with a 26-man roster, you might not see the third or fourth starter. You're only going to see the cream of the crop. That's how it's going to go. So some of this thought process of I'm not hitting the opposite way and I'm here, I'm not going to, I'm going to try to hit the ball. My job is to hit home runs, not to hit into the shift and all this other stuff. Yeah, right. That type of thinking 
have you watching a lot of TV at home in the offseason? Let's go back to the phones. Send to San Antonio. That's where Sam is hanging out with us on 98.7 ESPN. What's up, Sam? Hey, Larry. How you doing, my brother? What's going Happy on, partner? Year. Happy New Year to you. Thank you. You, you and yours as well. Thank you, sir. Uh, so uh, if, if you could give me just a moment, I just want to chime in on this whole Carlos Beltran thing. Now, uh, first and foremost, uh, as another Mets fan to you, Larry, you know that the, the Mets circus is uh, we're getting a little bonus time this year, huh? It seems like it started early this year. <laughs> yeah, it did. Yeah, man, it, just it that did. we didn't even do anything. Unbelievable. <laughs> Unbelievable, isn't it? But that being said, I was one of the guys that wanted uh, Buck Walter or George Girardi, but that being said, I agree. I think Carlos Beltran is going to be a good manager as long as he's allowed to be one. But that being said, I don't think the Mets should fire the guy just to follow suit like the Red Sox and the Astros, just to follow suit with them. If they feel that they need to fire him because they don't want to deal with the bad press, that's a whole different story. Uh But just make the decision already. That's the thing, because then you're already behind the ball on finding a new manager because, you know, that's what the Red Sox are already doing. Now, if I think they're going to fire him just because we, you and I know the Mets are are normally will do the wrong thing. And I think that's ultimately doing the wrong thing. If you hired him, stand by him. But if, and when that does happen, I would just uh, definitely give Buck Walter a call mm-hmm. and David Cohn. I would see what David Cohn yeah. is, where his head yeah. is at, because yeah. you have a, you have a team that's based on pitching mm-hmm. and uh, David Cohn. I mean, we remember him as, you know, his career as, and he's a very smart baseball mind. Absolutely. So, and he was a pitcher. So you bring him in to, a pitching-heavy team, hey, maybe Thor could finally get it all together. Mm-hmm. Uh, Callaway was never an I mean, David Cohn, there was years that he was an elite pitcher. Yeah. Callaway was never that, so maybe he could bring yeah. in a different angle to, to click with these guys. So I would definitely be giving uh, those two a call right away. So you know, back to the just the Mets, just make the decision already. Yeah, absolutely. You're already behind the ball. You know what, Sam? Here's the thing that that's so intriguing to me. I wonder... If, if they even, if how he handled it in the interview process. When they asked him what was his role in Houston, or if they said to him, okay, we're hearing from the commissioner's office that something's coming up. Are you involved in it in any way? Let us know now. I wonder two things, Sam. I wonder yeah. what he said when they asked him. And I wonder if they asked him. <laughs> okay, and you know what? You took the word. Well, as you were saying that, I was going to say the exact same two things. Now, either or, uh, if they, if they didn't ask him, honestly, if I were them, I wouldn't have asked him just to just so ever nobody's liable. But if they asked him and he told him the truth, as a as a, an employer that's hiring someone to fill a position, if. Number one, I'm interviewing him for something totally different than what he was doing over there while the cheating was going on. Mm-hmm. You can gauge where that person is coming from. If he tells you the truth, then I take it that at least the guy was telling me the truth. Now, we'll never know what those uh, those meeting notes were realistically like if they ever mm-hmm. did ask him that. Mm-hmm. But if he was for, forthright with it, I, I'm not going to allow that to make me fire him. Cause the but then you the really can if he was honest if with I you, Sam. One more point, if he was honest with you, it, Sam, how could you let him go? No, you can't. And even if he did, if he did it, if didn't tell him, I still would have let him go for that. But if I may just make one final point, yeah. and I'll, uh, I'll let you go. Mm-hmm. Um, the I don't think this is a fireable offense. Now, what they did, what they did is cheating. Yes, mm-hmm. agreed. But what they did is they took that something that's already allowed in the game. It's just an unsaid rule that everybody still signs. So technically, it's allowed. It's understood. Every team is doing it. They just took something that's 
consider cheating a little bit too far. They, I don't think this is a fireable offense. The only, problem, the only problem I have with you, Sam, and thanks for the phone call, my friend. Well, that was good talking to you. The only problem I have with you, Sam, is once the commissioner sends out the statement that all this stuff's got to stop. Everybody, listen, I'm hearing that stuff is going on. He didn't, he, he sent it to everybody. I'm hearing stuff is going on. Okay. Guess what? It stops now. Once that goes out, Sam, that changes everything. Because the reason he had to send it out is because it became more than even the telescope that Bobby Valentine was talking about with Carlin. It became more than a telescope in the outfield in 51. This became real time. I'm sitting and I'm watching TV in real time and I'm looking at the signs and I can see what's coming up. This takes it to a whole other level. And they're using Major League Baseball equipment to do it because they're using part of that for the replay system. So once this came up, once that once that document comes out from the commissioner's office, I can't buy it now. Before then, what you're saying about that's part of the gamesmanship of baseball, trying to figure out what signs are, what's the steal sign, what's the hit and run sign, what, 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 you try to figure that out. For years, Sam, you're right, we've been hearing about tipping pitches. Oh, the guy's tipping pitches. Oh, he's got a little pine tar under his neck. Oh, he's got a little, he's got a little something on his, on his uniform that he's using to cut the ball. Oh, back in the day, they had nail files and all, all kind of stuff. All kind of stuff. But now this. Never has it been that the commissioner of baseball has said, this has got to stop. This is what I'm hearing. All this stuff, if you're doing it, stop it now. And they continued to do it, and they got caught. I mean, and let's be honest. Let's be honest. If you're banging a garbage can, you really want to be caught. Come on now. Out of all the sophisticated things we got with technology, I mean, if they stopped an Apple Watch, don't you think there's no other there's no other way that folks could come up with for conversing signs than banging a garbage can? All all nine innings. We're hearing this garbage can banging around. <laughs> Eighty one games. Nine innings. We're hearing a garbage can go off. Gee. That sanitation group in this ballpark, they work a lot. Well, you number garbage cans all, all game. Really? Really? Come on, y'all. You gotta stop. 1-800-919-3776. Do you think Carlos Beltran should keep his job? And if you don't, who should the Mets replace him with? This is ESPN New York Tonight. Hour number two, Wednesday night edition of ESPN New York Tonight. We thank you for joining us at 1-800-919-3776. Getting your thoughts, Met fans, on who you want as your manager. First of all, do you want to keep Carlos Beltran or do you want to tell him goodbye? If you were the Wilpons, what would you do? Would you keep him or would you let him go? And if you're letting him go, who do you want? And so far, overwhelmingly, the people who want to replace Carlos want to replace him with a veteran manager. We've had a couple of Buck Show Walters. We've had one uh, Vulture, Phil McGraw, who was the, a pitching coach this season, and did a great job. 
when he came in, he corrected Thor, got him better, did some nice things. Couldn't figure a thing out to do with uh, <laughs> the closer. <laughs> but, you know, listen, he's got his work cut out for it. That's for sure. Couldn't, couldn't figure out what to do with Diaz. But, you know, we'll see. But it's interesting to me that the, 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 so far the fans want to replace Beltran with a veteran guy with a young team. That's interesting. What do you think? 1-800-919-3776. Let's go back to the phones and begin with Jose in Brooklyn. Jose, you're next on 98.7. Larry, what's going on, brother? What's up, partner? Nothing. I'm torn, Larry. I'm torn. I'm not, I know. I've been a fan for a long time, brother. A long mm-hmm. time. And when I seem to know that this page is about to turn, this happens. It's like a, that dark cloud will never go away unless the wall punches completely leave. <laughs> well, they're not going anywhere for five years, Jose, so don't tell me that cloud's still going to be around. <laughs> Come on, Jose. We're getting bright. We're getting bright, man. This is just a blip. This is just a blip. Uh-huh. Nah, but, like, um, like, honestly, honestly, like, they need they need to let let him go because not first of all um, this is gonna get a lot worse later on for the not only for for like the press but also the players gonna be questioning the players every single time they're gonna question all their moves they're gonna question the motives and everything when the team is getting a lot better than they were last year there's always gonna be something on top of it because of mm-hmm. Beltran that's one yeah and second if you're gonna let him go like my idea would be like. Having Terry Collins manage for the year, and mm-hmm. why don't you just go after Hinch? You know he's only suspended for the whole year this year. All right, Bring so let me back a- for a good good karma and everything. All right, so let me ask you this. And let me ask you this, Jose. Let me yeah, ask you ahead. this. Why would you want Hinch, who was front and center in the scandal in Houston, if you're letting Beltran go? Yeah, that is true. <laughs> That is true, but I mean, who is out there, regardless, to take the to take position? Like you know, Eduardo Perez, you know, he has he's a good baseball mind. Mm-hmm. He looks like he knows what he's doing. Mm-hmm. You understand? And if they can still want to go young and everything, try for him. But I feel like Buck Showalter is like, I think that's that's way too much veteran. Okay, like that. I, I don't think they're not gonna they're not gonna hold on to him as much like that and everything. Um, but I mean, just go for Perez. That's so, the only option for it if it's not Beltran. So it sounds like to me, Jose, that you want you want you want a manager with experience, but you don't want a veteran manager with experience. You want somebody who's been in the game but not as long as like Buck Showalter, but somebody that has a little more experience than Beltran who doesn't have any. Is that is that sound kind of where you I want mean, to be? Yeah, because what happened is like I feel like like Showalter is more like he has a lot of history. He has a lot of experience. I understand mm-hmm. that perfectly. But look at the record he's done before with Baltimore. Well, to be fair, and Jose, look what Baltimore. he's had to work with. I mean, and Baltimore's had Baltimore's been. I mean, Jose, thanks for the phone call, my friend. But you can't hold Buck Showalter accountable for that. Baltimore's been awful. They don't have much. They haven't had much for the past couple of years. They've been struggling for a long time, long time. So uh, I understand what you're saying, but you know they don't have a lot. They they really don't. They really don't. Mike's in Queens. Hey, Mike, you're next on 98.7. Good evening, Larry. How are you? I'm okay, Mike. What's going on? Before I get to the Mets, Larry, I have to say something to you. Mm-hmm. You've been letting me call yourself for years. 
And let's be honest, most of the time I complain. So thank you for still taking my calls, Larry. Thank you. Uh, on the net, uh, I'll be honest, Larry, I really don't care. So if they kept him, they fired him. I mean, even if the assholes kept their guy. I'd, but based on the precedent of the Astros and Red Sox, and let's be honest, Larry, it's 2020. It's always immediate outcry. It's always about they have to get fired. That's how it always is. It's just we always call for their jobs. Just as soon as we hear the scandal, you have to get fired. Mm-hmm. It's a shame. But if you're the Mets, you're going to probably, like Don said, you're probably now just trying to figure out how much do we pay him. Hell, if you're the Mets, you're trying to probably think if it's fire him because of reckless conduct, maybe we pay him nothing. But it's tough because as a player, he can't get touched. Now, if, I mean, Michael K talked about the players were given immunity. Now, does that cancel out because he's a manager? You know, can it, but I guess because once he's a manager, I guess he can be punished. But if you're the Mets, if you give the job to a young guy, Larry, it's January. Yeah. I feel like because it's this circumstance where you fire a guy randomly because of something else, you have to hire a veteran because you have a new guy living on the fly and he got the job now. It's just, I. He's training himself, and he has to meet these guys. It's just I, I'd rather have a guy like Buck Schultz, a guy that knows the game, that could, because he knows the game, knows how to manage, he could just focus on how do I get to know these guys in the short term, and I think it'll be easier to have a, a veteran with this short leash because it's, I mean, you hired these guys months ago, weeks ago. So to do it now, a, a, a young guy, he has no knowledge of the game. I just... I'd rather a veteran, a manager that could just focus on the transition and maybe able to deal with it and with no side effect and it's like it never happened. You know, Mike, um, you make some great points, and I think that's really, and thanks for the phone call, that's really what most of the folks have been saying. And I think you put it in the right perspective. You're looking at, really, pitchers and catchers reporting in four weeks or less? How do you get that done? You need a veteran guy who can come in there, who knows what to do, who can get it going. Now, in a lot of cases, you still, for the younger manager, he's got to build rapport. He's got to go see guys. It's, 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 it's a mess. It's a mess for the Mets. It's a mess because you've had a guy in place that you felt that you turned your program over to. And now this has come up. And now you're, you know, can you imagine what the players are going through right now? The players are sitting back one day like, is he going to be our manager or what? You are listening to the ESPN New York Tonight podcast with Larry Hardesty on 98.7 ESPN. Super Bowl's coming, and we're celebrating it here on 98.7 ESPN with the Super Box Bonanza 2, where we're giving away over $10,000 in cash and prizes, including a $3,000 grand prize. All you have to do is listen for your chance to win. 100 boxes to February's big game will be given away during the following shows. DPH Kante and Rothenberg from 10 to 1. The all-new Bart and Han show from 1 to 3. And, of course, the Michael K. Show from 3 to 7. All this month, plus, we'll have 10 super boxes with even more great prizes. And it's all brought to you by PC Richard and Son.
Get ready for the big game with a new TV from PC Richard and Son and your home for football. We are 98.7 ESPN. And we're talking to you at 1-800-919-3776. Do you want Carlos Beltran to stay or go? And if he goes, who do you want to replace him? Trey's in Brooklyn, Texas. And he's next on 98.7. What's up, Trey? What up, Larry? I've got a quick question for you. Go. Because the music that you were just playing. Yeah. I've got one question. We're going to get into the baseball. Okay, got it. Larry. Yeah. Larry. Yeah. Can I kick it? Uh-huh. Yes, you can. You uh-huh. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh-huh. That, 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 that trial call quest got me going right I know. I, I know. We know what you like. Giselle's Larry. on to you now. You know, he's new, but he figured you out easy. Nah, he got it. Yeah, he, yeah, he figured yeah, you yeah. out. He knows. He knows. That's why he yeah, put that on there. He saw yeah, your he saw your name on the phone. He said, "Let me get a tribe called Crest for Trey." Happy when the beat drops. I know. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna go follow me on Twitter, man. I'm gonna go follow me. I'll be, we talking that hip hop. Okay. Yeah, I, I, All right, I follow you on Twitter. I know you do. I know you do, Larry. Because mm-hmm. yeah, you're a good. Because you're a good. Well, you know what can I say? My man. I'm not gonna argue so, with you. <laughs> nah, 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 you. You better not. You better not. Um, your, your, your man Michael K had some heat for the owner, didn't he? Yes, he what did. And he was right on it. And he was right on it. And, and, and Trey, I hope the point wasn't lost. If no, this guy no, is, is if this guy is monitoring the opposition broadcast, then he knows what's going on downstairs. That's right. He's as complicit as everybody else. Yep, he knows. He knows what's going on downstairs. But 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 Larry, this is this is a, at the end of the day. I mean, this is all a big case of CYA. We all know that. Ain't yeah. No? Absolutely. Everybody listening to your show lives in the real world. Ryan yep. from Bud Lake was on point. He, he was, was on point with everything he said. Everything he said. I'm going to tell you, like, there's, there's, there's one candidate that ain't nobody talking about. He's already in the city. You see what I'm saying? And he's uh, he's over there on the Yes Network. And, and, he's, and he's analytical. And he's, a, and he's an ex-player. And he's a great, he was a great pitcher. You know what I'm saying? Coney. Yeah, one person it's called and mentioned Coney. Yeah, you got man, yeah. Coney. You got to go get that guy right now. I mean, if you I, remember, that was Alan Hahn's guy. Han yeah, Solo was preaching Coney, 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 Coney. Woman, I, Larry, he is he is what the Mets need. He could steady that ship. He's going to bring stability. He's going to bring a respect across the board. You tell me anybody. I mean, without the exception of the the Houston owner. That don't like David Cole. You know what I'm saying? He's yep. respected throughout baseball. So that that they, that that's got to be a point of emphasis for Brody, man, because this this is a very messy mess right now, yeah. and we're not even in this mess, Larry. This ain't got nothing to do with us. I know. And we ended, and now we ended up in this mess now. So I think you know what, Trey. Joel Sherman had a great line. I'll let you finish in a second. Joel Sherman had a great okay, line, listen. and he said. The water's coming in from upstairs. It's not your flood, but the water's in the base. The water's coming through the ceiling now. <laughs> Larry, and speaking from people that have lived in the in in, uh, pro- in the project, Larry, uh-huh. that has happened to some of yes, us. Yes, it has. Okay? Oh that yes. Has oh Larry, yes. I got stories. Come on now. Come on now. Why you leave Larry. the bathtub running, Larry? <laughs> <laughs> I got, it's raining in my bedroom because you left the bathtub running upstairs. Oh, Larry, oh, Larry. <laughs> but he's right. Joe Sherman's absolutely right. This this ain't even our mess, Larry. Nope. We ain't got nothing to do with this. Nope. And, and, but I tell you how you fix it. 
You you get you you have they're already late. They're already behind the ball because Boston did what they had to do. Houston cleaned the deck. So why are the Mets holding on to this man like he is Casey Stengel? Yeah. What is the he hasn't managed not one game. I have so much respect for Carlos. He was a great player for us. You know what I mean? And I thought he would be a great manager. Yeah. But the bet is fading, man. You can't hold the dice. Let them dice go. He got to go. I love him to death, man. We got to love him from afar, though, because you're connected with these people. You connected with all the trash can banging and all of that. You're connected with that. We can't have none of that, man. You got to go. Yeah. Larry, when I'm trimming the fat on my briskets at my job, you got to get that <laughs> fat off of there and keep some of it. You got to keep some to steal it. But yeah. you got to get rid of a lot of that fat on there. He's fat right now. He is collateral damage. I'm so sorry, Carlos. Keep the shirt. Keep yeah. the hat. If yeah. you got to go, you're, you're holding us up. We get Coney in here now. Coney can get a staff in place of respected coaches, mm-hmm. and we can turn this thing on. It's not too late. But I'm telling you, right now, they over there holding them dice, Larry. You shot dice before. Let them let them dice go, man. Yeah. Sell them. You got to go. Yeah. Come on, man. This is, you're holding us up. Pitchers and catchers meet in less than, what, 30 days, right? About three weeks. Larry. Early February. On, first and second week of February is pitchers and catchers, and then everybody else comes a week or two later. Larry, pitchers and catchers are always a week or two early. This is insane, Larry. The Met cannot be the Mets right now. We got to go be better than how we've been because – we got a young team of animals that's ready to perform, Larry. Yeah. Yep. You know they finished the damn year. Them boys is ready. Yep. Powered by that boy at first base. Stop playing games. Get rid of Beltran. Get Coney in there. Let him get a staff. Let him do it early. He can, he can, I'm telling you, Larry, you know that that man can get a staff in there. No question. And Brody just back up and, and, and let Coney do his thing, for real. Yeah. Well, I tell you, Trey. I tell you, Trey, and thanks for the phone call, my friend. It's 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 really it's above it's above him. This is a this is a Wilpon deal. Wilpon's got to make that call. That's not a Brody call. Now they will consult Brody about you know what you think we should do, but that that's a that final decisions on them. And I guess um, Mr. Cohen's got something to say too, doesn't he? Stewart's in Brooklyn. Hey, Stu, you're next on ninety. Whoop, Mr. No, he's not there. Let's go to David in Queens. David, you're next on ninety eight seven ESPN. Hey, Larry, thanks for having me. You got it, David. What's up? I, um, someone said, a previous caller said that um, that the managers in baseball don't really make a difference and that they really only need a manager for the postseason. And because if that was true, then they wouldn't have gotten Beltran in the, in the beginning and they would have gotten someone that can only help them really in the end of the year. Well, I think what he meant, I think what he meant, David, if I could speak for him, was that because of what analytics has become, it just seems like that the role of the manager, and I gotta let you go because you're, you're, you're in a wind tunnel somewhere. Um, the role of the manager because of analytics has really diminished what the manager's role is. I mean, you know, moves are dictated by numbers. Everything is dictated by numbers. I mean, this is, it, it's so funny. When I was covering the Yankees for ESPN New York and Joe Girardi was there and I think I did, did I do his whole, I think I did his whole tenure. Yeah, I did his whole tenure with the Yankees. Um, no, I did not. I was not, the last year I didn't do. So I did every year but the last year. And they were calling him Joey Loose Leaves. <laughs> you know, Girardi in his Bible. I mean, managers have always kept notes. Ladies and gentlemen, managers have always kept notes and numbers and stats and stuff. They've always done it. 
So, you know, analytics has just added a different dimension to it in the fact that it's just changed what is acceptable now in baseball, which is crazy, which is crazy. Because, um, you know, it's, it's, it's not just, well, he hit 235 against righties and 400 against lefties. It's not that. It's, it's, you know, it's more in depth. It's about how do you rest your players and, and this, it's a whole program now. It's not just a situation of how we pitch this guy and, you know, what's the deal with, you know, guys, Pitching on a Wednesday at five o'clock. It's what they're what their batting order is, third time through the order. It's it's a whole lot of stuff. And so while managers have always had things that they've kept, you know, notes on, it's just it's it's amazing what it's become. So for the most part now, because analytics has taken control to the point that if you don't follow the analytics, you could be <laughs> You could lose your job. That's why they don't feel they have to pay managers a lot. So what this this caller was saying, David, was that the role of the manager now because of analytics has totally changed. It's totally changed. You are listening to the ESPN New York Tonight podcast with Larry Hardesty on 98.7 ESPN. <laughs> 